Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams are losing. So here we go. Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I am your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas Jay Hill, Trey Ely, and John Lane. What up, fellas? I said I'm sorry I'm late. What they up? Know that. Uh, <laughs> they don't know that. Oh, wow. sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, this is the podcast where we yeah. are artists and musicians. <laughs> We are artists and musicians <laughs> who love to talk sports, but it's not a lot to talk about today. All so right. We, John made up a bunch of subjects that we're going to get into. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk, talk about with... cockroaches and oh, uh, shit. cookies. Cockroaches and oh. cookies. All right. Uh, first subject of the day, Washington football team sets up to play their last preseason game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, what do you guys want to see from the first team offense and defense? It says me first. I don't want to start. Nope. Nope. Uh, Trey, <laughs> Trey, go ahead. <laughs> um, from the preseason, you don't care. I just want to see. I I, I want to see the first team and off, offense and defense not get hurt. That's all I want to see. Has the first team offense scored at all this preseason? Uh, no, right? barely. I don't. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick has thrown a touchdown yet. He's saving them all for the regular season. <laughs> it's about to be lit. <laughs> Saving all my love. He hasn't thrown any picks either. It's well, about to be lit. Wait, you want me to add this, John? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So you want to see them drive? What do you want to see them do? No, I want to see them not get injured. That's not injured. Care. Not injured. You think they're going to play them the whole time? Uh, is this game four? This is game three. Three. Game three. three. This is one. when they play a lot. Oh, there's only three it's this only year. Three. Oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. I don't know how that works. Are they not playing? Because normally game four is when they make they the cuts. They take a week off. It's, they take a next week off, and then the season starts after the next So week. here's the thing, right? <gasps> okay. Prior, what coaches would do in the, in the last game of the preseason was play all of the people that they were considering borderline cutting, going to make the team, and see who's going to, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, and week three would be the um, week that they would do the most with the, the, the first and second string. So I don't know how that's supposed to work this year. Are they going to play all of the, you know, the, the people that are on the margin? Or are they – I don't think that – I don't think the first string is going to get a lot of reps. They may. Because um, they have to make decisions, man. They got a lot of decisions to make on those, those people on the margin. So those exactly, first stringers so are not play. part of that conversation at all. No, they already true. on the team. I feel like, well, you know, they haven't seen enough of the first team offense. Yet. 
but they're going to see them all year. They need to see the people that they either going to keep or not. Like, they have to make those decisions. Yeah, but they now. can play them later. They no, can play they later can't. in the game. Oh, later in the game. I mean, yeah. they need to play, though. They need some time so they can be sure, you know, what they're going to do. I, I think they might play the first string offense and defense. Might be at one least. series. No, nah, I think they'll play them a quarter. Give them, like, 15 minutes. And see what they can do. And then just rest them for the rest of the Yeah, Fitzpatrick ain't playing. He's not playing two quarters. No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, this is new. This is new. Uh, new ground we're treading on here because the three preseason games is different. So you know. mean than none? It's different than none. <laughs> yes. Hey, 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 that's Jay. Jay, that's the only difference. Jay, because that's what I'm saying. Like you wasting people's energy because they tearing ACLs and all of this. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this preseason? This is wasting everybody's I, Personally, that's why life. I think the preseason is to decide on the people that you're going to cut or keep. So you play the fourth stringers or whoever they are. Yeah, but they're going to play the first team offense first. Because they, look, they're not, I don't think Ron Rivera is satisfied with what he's seen offensively. They haven't scored a touchdown. My point. Or John's point. <laughs> That, that's not satisfactory. That's not satisfactory, man. Especially after last season and not and not starting Dwayne Haskins and not putting him, throwing him into the fire with the other quarterbacks. Like I think Ron Rivera really wants to see what this team can do. Uh, oh. <laughs> They're gonna start Lamar Jackson. Right? Right. Um, They're yeah, going to start does. dark cars. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you sold in dark cars. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, so we, we I think we all agreed that he's not going to play a full. They're not going to play a full. Oh, yeah. They're going to play a quarter, but not past that. Lamar's going to be out there for at least a quarter, probably two. Um, is this the quarterback lineup upgrade that you wanted to see from last year? Trey. It yeah, I mean, wanted to see. I mean <laughs> sure. But is it an upgrade? It's a humongous upgrade from last year. I mean, you don't have to be top tier NFL to be an upgrade from the worst quarterback rating in the league. I mean, combined for all our quarterbacks, they were trash. Um Alex Smith just came back to prove that he could run on the field. He was done. Haskins, yeah, whatever. Um. So yeah, Heineke and 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 Fitzpatrick are both better than the two guys we had starting last year. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. Both. I said Trey. That's John. Your thoughts. Um. It's definitely an upgrade from last season. It's not what I wanted to see. I would have never have thought to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, but um. The ongoing argumentative narrative is which Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to show up. And we don't know. We, we don't know which one is, is going to show up. I um, hope he can do for us what he's done for others. I mean, he wasn't horrible in Miami. They benched him for Tua Tagovailoa because he was a, he was a high draft pick. And yeah. Tua didn't do very well. Yes, exactly. So last time we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick in action, he was lighting it up. He was lighting it up. On a sorry team at that. 
The issue with Fitzpatrick is that his best season was also his worst season. When he threw 24, I think he threw 24 touchdowns, but he threw 23 interceptions. So, so you're saying he's Jameis Winston. He's Jameis Winston. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jinx. Jameis Winston then, because Jameis <laughs> yeah. Winston the last couple of games been looking like <laughs> he looking like uh like he wanna get out there and get that first QB spot. So preseason. He might get it. I, I think he's got it. Preseason without real defense coming at him. Uh yeah, I mean, you know. It is what it is. If it is, I mean again. I'm not one to hate on Jameis Winston. As soon as he learns how to protect the football, he is yes. going to be a killer. Agreed. Because he can light it. He can light it up. He just turns the ball over. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, I have a question. Sure. Um, the first, the first team that Washington meets are the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers this whole preseason has not yeah. started yep. their first team. Hmm. <laughs> Well, we, we start out one and zero. We get I mean, to start out one and zero. What is the logic behind that? Like we, we said, like, like, like let me let me play. Yeah, but but let me say this. Like we always clown about how we don't watch preseason. Preseason doesn't mean anything, and it's all about how you can stay healthy. But if you're not getting reps at all, like not, not even a first quarter right? reps, you're not conditioned. Like what is the logic behind that? Yeah. McVay thinks they can win without was starting their first string. <laughs> no, no, no. LA Chargers, not LA oh, Rams. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Chargers. The Chargers. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. But he their coach is younger than all of us. He's first year, right? This is his first this is his first uh Brandon Staley. Chargers. Brandon Staley. He was offensive. He is thirty eight years old. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mm, that's um interesting. He was the defensive coordinator for the Rams last year. Ah. One year. Wow. Well, you know, uh, but, well, hold on. Me so he moves locker rooms. He just moves his office to the other side of the building. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to get their ass kicked, man. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and yeah, say it right that's, now. Look, we have what could be one of the best top five defenses in the NFL Hands down. So, and so, their so offense that, is going to be taking their first snaps together. So with that logic, John, what <laughs> if what if they lose? What if Washington loses? If, hey, hey, hey. Okay, we won't be talking look, to you, okay, buddy? Good, no, no, no. That, no look, listen, that's a, actually that's a very good question, Jay. Uh, that's funny. That's a very good question. If Washington loses to L.A., we'll be pissed. Well, besides that. If Washington loses to L.A., it is, it is clearly, to me, in my opinion, it is clearly an offensive problem. I was going to say, that means they can't score. They cannot score. Yep. It's not solely on the defense. Yeah. Nah, see, I think it's the other way around because oh your offense needs to practice <laughs> in football. Your offense needs to practice. They need to get a rhythm. Defense is all reactive. So the defense, if the defense can stop Washington's offense, then it's they just a matter score. of right. I mean, but if yeah, but if our LA, defense might mess around, if LA and score. can score, right? If your defense scores, then that's what I'm saying. Like, but, then the preseason made sense. If but, not, but, it's like preseason made no sense any damn way. Well, let's throw this. Let's, let's, throw this let's throw this out there too. Because what if what if the offense for either, neither team scores? What if it's just like special teams? So you got the score. We'll win. We'll win because our defense, our defense will score. <laughs> our de- the likelihood is more that our defense will score out there. I want wait. Who's the quarterback for um, the uh, LA team? Who's the quarterback? Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert. 
I want predictions. I want predictions. And he's uh, a second-year quarterback. Justin Herbert is a stud. I'm going to yeah, just say second-year quarterback yeah. with no preseason reps, though. He, he put he, up he, fucking numbers, but he could not win games because of their head coach. All right, so give me – Their defense me, was trash. I'm going to do two predictions. I want to do – But we are Ron Rivera against a rookie head coach also. That's that also alone, a thing. That alone should get you to W. That's also a thing. That alone should get you to W. A rookie head coach. I want to do predictions. Give me. I don't want to do this. I want to. <laughs> I don't want to make it too long. Give me completion versus Come attempts. On. Give me yardage. For who? Give me touchdown. Oh Lord. For who? Interception. For her. Yeah, so he didn't want to make it too long. He trying to. He trying to get lit. Game. Oh, yeah. Game one. Come on, man. You can read those off really quickly. Uh, completion, attempts, yards, touchdown, and <laughs> Dennis loves game? to what? just make up stats. That's what we're just making up stats. Let's go. You said Herbert's a stud. Fitzgerald can't score. Give me numbers. John, you go first. We didn't first. say Fitzgerald can't score. Uh, I didn't say Fitzgerald that? couldn't score. They haven't scored. John, go. Uh, oh, my God. Completions. Yep. This is horrible. I don't even know. Let's say he throws... 27. 27 completions. Herbert? Of Herbert. Because out of because what? The first game. 40? Out of 40. 41. Damn. 41. Because it's the first game and he has oh. not had any reps in the preseason. <laughs> you think they're going to 27 of 41. Out of the ball. All right. Yards. Shit. Uh, I'll Uh-oh. give him. I'll give him 320. Jeez. <laughs> okay. I give him touchdowns, interceptions. For the first game? First game. First game. Uh, two touchdowns, two picks. Two two touchdowns means LA wins the game. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Golly. All right. Okay. Uh, Fit, uh Fitzgerald, go. Uh Fitzgerald will throw the ball 32 times and he will complete um, 18. 18 of 32. God, dog. <laughs> yards. 18 of 32. <laughs> yards. Man. Yards. Wait, I say, which team are you a fan of? I say 289. Touchdowns, interceptions. Touchdowns, two touchdowns, one pick. You got, that's a tie game. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Next. Trey, Remember go. they got kickers. Yo, we, all, we each got to do. Oh, good God! Yeah, go, go, go! <laughs> Justin <laughs> Herbert will have twenty-one completions on forty passing attempts. Yards for two hundred and fifty-seven yards. TDs. He will have one touchdown and Makes three interceptions. <laughs> Golly! <laughs> and two fumbles. Oh, I okay. think you're underestimating good. Justin good. Herbert, man. <laughs> Uh-uh, got nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Defense, okay. Defense. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, Fitzgerald, go. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, sorry. Fitzpatrick <laughs> will have 28 completions on 35 passes. Oh, wow. Absolutely not. Good. I Yards. don't see that, but okay. <laughs> he will have 380 passing yards. <laughs> you are bugging out your fucking mind. <laughs> Touchdowns, interceptions, go. He will have three touchdowns and no interceptions. Wow. Fumbles? Zero. This Jay. 
Trey thinks that Washington's going to the Super Bowl. Herbert, Trey. Yes. Jay, Jay go. Go, Jay. Um, you want me to make up stats? I'm going to make up the ones I want. Right. Fair enough. This is Madden. Um, Herbert, Herbert is going uh, 16 of 28. Yards? Uh, 242. Touchdowns, picks? Uh, He's actually writing this down, by the way. I am. Right. I'm taking notes. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. Uh, uh, man, touchdowns, picks. Let's say. Well, Tina says fourteen. <laughs> so she says two, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. How many? How many picks? Please tell Tina? me your other dog's name is Ike. <laughs> oh, no, this is Tina Marie. Oh wow! I'm, that's not, not so Tina. your other dog's name is Rick. Dog is yeah, Rick James. <laughs> Um, as far as picks, hold on. Where, where were we? What I picks. say? Two, two touchdowns. Um, two picks, too. Two picks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's two. do. Uh, well, actually, you know, what? Like. you know what? Actually, nah. It's a. It's one pick. Now, one like, like, heal. One fumble. <laughs> Yo, that's so stupid. Like, I'm, oh that's the title. God. I think that's the title. We already got a title on the show. Um, you said how many picks? One pick. One fumble. One so pick, two one turnovers. Two, two turnovers. Damn. Wow, y'all fumble. really have Justin Herbert fumbling. No, man. We got the Washington defense beasting. That's what Chase you Young think about Chase Young slapping it, wrong. it out of his hand. That's what you think right. about it wrong, John. Oh, he, he's All not right. done. I need I need uh, Fitzpatrick. Oh, Fitzpatrick is going. Uh, 450 yards. Come on, man. Oh, man. Uh, what Imagine did I say? Six, I said 16 to 28 for him. Yeah. So... That's a lot of that's a lot of passes. I'm gonna say carry the one minus right? Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'm gonna say seventeen I'm to twenty five. Carson Palmer and carry the one minus Joe Burrow. That's good. And, yeah. and icky shuffle. Seventeen twenty five. Seventeen twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Man, uh, y'all really like Fitzpatrick yards. Um, he's going to telling you, man. It's magic. Two seventy. Two seventy. Yeah. Uh, picks turnovers. Uh, no, no picks. Um, I don't know about the turn. He might fumble it, but I'm he's not throwing a pick. He's throwing, um, he's throwing three touchdowns, though. Three touchdowns, no picks. Listen, I hope y'all are right about Fitz, Fitz Magic. I just don't see it right now. All right, let me go. All right, let me go. Then we can move on. Um, all right, so I'm going to say Herbert, year two. Uh, let's say, I see eighteen for thirty-five. Wow, yeah. two thirty-seven. One pick, and one touchdown. Two picks. Mm. Fits. The game. Wait, the game is in DC, right? I, I don't know. I think it's in oh, DC. No, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Fits. I'm going to say West Coast team coming east does have any. Right. Oh man. Right. And it's a and it's a one o'clock game too, so I think it is early time difference. Sure, uh, Fitz make is that five hundred yards for Fitzpatrick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fitz is going <laughs> to go nineteen forty. Nineteen forty. I'll say two two sixty eight. Two oh. picks, two touchdowns. Okay. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And 
game won by, I'll say score, 17-10. Mm. Skins. I'm going to say the score. Oh, I said skins. <laughs> Watch Same difference. <laughs> I'm going to say score will be um, Washington 24, um, Chargers 23. 23. Washington football team. Score. Oh, boy. That's ugly as hell, John. Hey man, look. Twenty four to twenty three. First game. First game. I don't. I don't trust this offense it. yet. NBA first quarter. Is, I can look at all these stats and instantly. <laughs> I, can look at all, I can look at everybody's line of stats and know where Trey is instantly just by looking at. Fitz, yeah, um, Trey is like Washington fifty six, <laughs> Chargers three. Yo, hey, how do you know? Twenty nine thirty five. They throw forty. They throw forty points up. <laughs> they throw forty points up. Y'all gonna be looking at Trey's Negro Domus. <laughs> hey, look! Look! I hope Trey is right. I just don't see it. <laughs> Negro Damas. I hope Trey's right. Forty-two ten, Washington. Goodness gracious! That sound like a that sound like a Super Bowl score from like eighty-seven or something. Yes, it does. That sound like, that like a college football score. That sound like Alabama against Virginia Tech. All right, um, Jay. Oh what? Oh score? Oh yeah, score. um, uh, score. 31 to 27. 31 to 27. Skins. I mean, um, yeah, we got it. Yeah. You know. So we all picked the Washington football team to win. Yeah. Our numbers are a little, well, our numbers are close. Trey, I don't know. Y'all giving that rookie head coach too much credit. Well, I mean, just because he's the rookie head coach, I mean, his team. His his, his record is zero and zero. I'm giving Sherbert more credit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Sherbert is leading a team that he had last season. Right. They didn't change much. A team that guy. should have won. Ultimately, whatever play he calls, I can I can uh, say, I didn't hear you call that. I called this instead. Sorry, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Like, I know what worked. I did this one year right. already. Right. All right. Let he's me a second-year quarterback. He like he's Tom Brady. <laughs> he was last season. See them numbers? Hey, man, listen. Tom A. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go to break, let's do regular season record predictions for the Washington football team. Um, John, you go first. I'm going to say 10 and 7. Admirable. Um, let's do Jay Hill because he really doesn't care. 9 and 8. Trey? Eleven and six. What? And me? See, Trey has a moving conferences. That's why. Have you seen that schedule? <clears throat> yeah, Trey. Have you seen my movies? Have you seen? This is how I play. <laughs> you seen my conference? <laughs> Dog, they got a hard schedule, man. Eleven and yeah. six. All right, that's oh, fair. okay. I'm going to say. I hope you're right, Trey. I hope I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 10 6 and 1. What? what? Why you oh, had to put a tie in there? I got a tie. Damn. I got a tie. An overtime and game with no score in listen, overtime. A tie is worse than a loss, in my opinion. Well, listen, I don't have any faith. It in sure that. sucks to watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go to break. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Sports and Things. We'll be right back. Yes, we will. Hey everybody, John Lane here. 
I want to let you guys know exactly where you can find us online. On Instagram and Facebook, it's at Sports and Things. The spelling, S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore and underscore things, T-H-I-N-G-Z. Yeah, we had to spell it that way. On Twitter, it's at Is Sports. That's capital I, capital Z, sports with a Z. And you can find us there and get the latest updates on all things sports and all things music and all things things. Be sure to click the follow button too. Now let's get back to the program. And welcome back to Sports and everybody. We're going to get right into our I said I'm sorry I was late. Okay. Um... Cam Newton situation places Mac Jones in the starting QB position. Who? Mac Jones. Who? Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Right. Uh, now they all on me. I don't know if anybody heard. I all on me. Guys have heard. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the story, but um, he missed the uh, story of Mac Jones. Who? <laughs> We're talking about Cam Newton, not Mac Jones. Oh, okay. Who? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Cam missed the COVID test, I suppose, and there's some controversy surrounding that. Um, was this a setup, Trey? A setup? Nah. That's it? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean if, really, if you want to call Cam setting himself up. Yeah. Yes. He normally does, though. I was yeah. about to say the same thing. He normally does set himself up. Yeah. For Phil. Cam is tripping. He probably he probably doesn't believe in this team. Maybe he wants to maybe he wants to get traded. Maybe okay. he wants to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> that would make that would make no sense. Like I would I would I would say there's probably eighty this is a high number. All right, I'll take it down to seventy percent of the league would, would relish playing under Bill Belichick. So for you to mess it up, I'm sure there's a lot of guys. Yeah, but after last like, season. And I know there's a lot of skeletons being exposed. Like, I think somebody was saying how, like, yeah, you, you got to do this. You got to do this for the Patriot way or whatever. But it's still, they got a prestige that un, un, that's not really matchable by a lot of franchises. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> first of all, you're going to walk in that locker room and you're not Tom Brady. Exactly. I mean, it, it, you can be good, but you're not Tom Brady. That's yeah. first. And even and you see, even Tom got kind of checked. Second, second, twenty years is sometimes things just don't fit. Nope. I mean, that's what sometimes said. things just don't fit. Wow. <gasps> mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Is that a pause? No. That, no that's no, what no, she said. Say Keep going. No, no, no don't say that's it. What she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. If that's okay. what she said. But sometimes things just don't fit, man. Yeah. I mean, it? <laughs> it just don't go, they just don't work together. It's like maybe he's just not a good, you know, good match for for being there. Hey, maybe. Well, so we gonna find out. If you look at his, if you look at Cam's numbers last season, it was pretty. It was, it was. They were pretty bad. He had pretty bad numbers last season. He had pretty bad numbers his last season with the Panthers. So, the fact that the Patriots signed him to a one year deal last season. I think was sort of a prerequisite of Cam Newton being set up as a placeholder for Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Wow. So 
this whole situation with COVID, the fact that he misread something or he didn't follow the guidelines and now he's in danger of losing his starting position, I, I really think is about to bite him in the ass. Because, number one, when Mac Jones came in, in the first preseason game, he had a massive standing ovation against against Washington. I think they're just ready for a new regime to begin, and Cam Newton is not a part of it. Well, they and know that Cam- that hurt, and I think he's hurt himself. They know that Cam Newton is not their next Tom Brady. He's not. They the are next Tom hoping Brady. that Mac Jones is their next Tom Brady. Well. Do, do, so, you think, do you think it's that they hope, or do you think that, that they're just hoping that Cam Newton will no longer be the, the, the guy? I, 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 can't, I can't say in all honesty that they think that Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady. I didn't say think, but hope. I don't they think hope. they hope. If, I mean, if you're a Patriots fan, you draft a quarterback, you are hoping he's as good as the last one you drafted. Yeah, like okay, here's my argument to that. When they drafted Dwayne Haskins, were we hoping that he would be the next Doug Williams in Super Bowl 2022? Yes. We all knew he wasn't. No, I, don't, <laughs> you know, I actually I don't didn't know he wasn't. Like I didn't that. know that until he started playing. and I was like, oh. No, we all knew. We all knew he wasn't. They were talking about it when they drafted him. The people on the ESPN staff were talking about But you hope he develops it. into it. Right. You can't, I didn't, I you can't didn't, be a fan listen, and not have hope. I, I did not hope. Hope, I, my brother. No, I did not have hope <laughs> because hope I knew, <laughs> I knew, I knew from the moment that he threw that first pass against the Philadelphia, even though he won the game, even though he won the game, I knew from the very first pass that this kid was not going to work out. So there was all hope was lost for me at that point. And that's how I see the New England Patriots looking at Mac Jones. I don't know that they are hoping that he's the next Tom Brady as much as they are saying, thank God this is not Cam Newton. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll agree with that. I don't because I don't think they draft hoping that they're getting the next Tom Brady. Right. right. I, don't I don't think, think anybody don't drafts think hoping to get the next Tom Brady because they drafting so high. They didn't draft Tom Brady high. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but why wouldn't you hope that he would be as good as Tom Brady? Well, you're just hoping that he's better than Cam Newton, not the next yeah. Tom Brady. Right. Because But why not? Because be last developed. season was such a was such uh, it was such it was so abysmal last season okay, that they're you definitely oh, wanting to be better. They're, they're just hoping for something better than Cam Newton, not necessarily a Tom Brady. I don't you know see, what I mean? I don't see why you wouldn't want that. You, I'm I mean, not saying I'm not, not saying, saying that they don't, don't want. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying you don't want it. I'm saying it's a hope, a desire. Yeah, you don't drive. Nah, you, you you don't hope to find the next Jordan. You don't right. Hope to find the next Kobe. Right. You don't. I hope. <laughs> no, you I don't. hope the Wizards' next draft pick is 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 Michael Jordan. But right. in reality, that's, it's that's not. That's real stupid for you. That's right. really naive of you. Because hey, if well you look then, at the draft buddy, class, hey, if you look at the draft class, you know that there's nobody in this next draft class is going to be the next Michael Jordan or Kobe. M- Michael Jordan or didn't Kobe. look like he was the next no, Michael. Yes, Jordan. Yes, he did. There's Until no, no Michael Bryant, shit, or Kobe Jordan, they're, they're just it's, hey, well, Kobe, it's Kobe Thomas no, Bryant. No, no, wait, wait, Kobe came into the league. <laughs> <laughs> He's been drafted. He's already. What been did drafted. you just say? Oh my god! Don't don't grab my gifts on this show. <laughs> Kobe's, Kobe's that's a good one, Trey. <laughs> Kobe's last. Well, they they show a footage of Kobe at a high school game when the other team is talking about we hope to stop him, 
And it's the team talking about hoping to stop Kobe. Yeah. Not like one player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. My my, my 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 statement is about hope. And if you understand the fundamental definition of hope, Kobe? you just want. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope that, you know. Oh, don't do it. That, that, no. You know, no, 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 Come on, we man. all hoped. Come we on, all Max hoped. Lane. We all hoped that RG three was going to be the savior. That was true. We did hope because I went. We to, did. I went. I went to uh, a camp. We, we hoped. And I watched the dude yes. throw, and I was like, "We all we hoped. hoped. We hoped." And I'm after a, that first season, we still hoped. We after hoped. that injury, and then he yes. hopped. <laughs> and then yes, <laughs> we and hoped, he, and then he, he hopped. hopped. Then he hopped. I'm writing that down. So you, hopped, <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't hope with Dwayne Haskins. And I feel like they're not really hoping for Mac Jones. I think the Giants are hoping with Daniel Jones. You know, hope might run out quicker with some people. But when that draft name is called, you as a fan are hoping, man, I hope this dude. No, Why not? Because you don't. You don't don't have no optimism? Yes, but you don't associate it with a name. That's the problem that. Where I believe I'm seeing, like you. Oh, I mean, I don't. It. This, it's that's 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 semantics. I mean, did you really think? But, but that's that, semantics. That's not semantics. Did no, you really you think that, that when we but drafted I, I Dwayne it, Haskins, but he would be semantics. the next Tom Brady? You were hoping <laughs> that Dwayne Haskins would be the next Tom Brady. Hey, like when when they I on hope, draft listen, night, is that what I, you thought? I hope that every player we draft is going to end up being the best that ever played that position. Why? Let's, because I'm a fan of that, that team. I want them to be the best possible. Statement. Did you hope? Statement. Did you hope that Dwayne Haskins will be but the next a, Tom Brady? But that's figurative no. and that's, semantics by me saying next Tom Brady. Whatever. That is another way of saying no, the no, next GOAT, the next whoever is that great. That's not everybody's that's semantics. Not everybody's semantics. Some people yeah. want Tom Brady. I would really right. like Tom Brady in this system. I would really like not a Tom Brady esque. I would really like Tom Brady. Tom in this system. Brady. Well, Tom exactly. Brady is forty seven years old. I and mean, Tom you can't. I, it's Super over and still <laughs> winning Super Bowls. <laughs> but know? if you look at the tape, you can't say I hope this motherfucker turns into Tom Brady. No, that's not what everybody was saying. As good as whatever, however you want to word it, but you want that guy to be on the level of. If if you interviewed a New England fan right now and you say, are you hoping that Mac Jones performs in the same level, his way, whatever, right? I'm not saying verbatim, Jay, but are you hoping that Mac Jones performs on the same level Tom Brady did for that many years? If they say no, they're not a fan. Mm. I disagree. Yeah. If they say no, they're a Buffalo fan or a Dolphins fan. I disagree. That's They're going to say, yes, I hope he does everything Tom Brady did and more. I think they because say, I want to see hope, more winning. I think they say, I hope he's not Cam Newton. <laughs> That's what somebody will say that. I, no doubt in my mind, somebody will say that because there's some people that's pissed with Cam Newton. Some. But reality is Cam Newton's on the tail end of his career. You know sure. that he came to New England as a bridge anyway. And Bill Belichick was interviewed and asked about what happened last season. He said, we pushed it for so many years with the salaries and with everything to be so good that eventually you You're burst. Have to. Yeah, yeah. Of course. we have couldn't sign anybody. And so yeah. then the next offseason, they go crazy and like break records and sign and spend more money than anybody's ever seen. And now we're like, uh-oh, Bill Belichick didn't, didn't got all the players he wanted. What's about to happen? So this season will be interesting in, in New England. 
I like to see what Bill Belichick's going to do with all those moves he made. Yeah, no, I mean that's a good point. That's a good point. I just so, think that with with this whole Cam Newton situation, he definitely shot himself in the foot with this, what, what you know, what, whatever that boneheaded uh, mistake he made with COVID. I think he hurts him. He hurts himself yeah. because Mac Jones is not. He shouldn't be slept on. Mac Mac Jones can perform. Um, but anybody, uh, just a, sorry, a go little ahead. nugget. Anybody seen the uh, the terms of Cam Newton's contract? No, no. <laughs> so why would Cam we? Newton? Yeah, he has a five point <laughs> one million dollar contract. I'm not getting paid from that contract. I ain't one reading. year, five point one million dollar contract. Uh, two million at signing. Uh, one point three if he makes the roster, a hundred thousand for the workout. That's not the that's not the the thing. This is why it doesn't make sense for him to like not be a starter. He has eight point five million in incentives that he can make if he's the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, mostly for making the playoffs, uh-huh. making the Pro Bowl, uh, being an All Pro, MVP, making it to the so, Super Bowl. So you're saying that he. Should definitely want to start, like not be yes. on the bench. You're saying from his perspective, yes, right. Because In terms it of like, benefits him financially to do well. His base right. salary is 1.5. If he is the starting quarterback at playoff time, it goes up to about five million dollars. Right. So if he just sits on the bench and holds the clipboard, he's missing out on a yes. lot of money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, mean, the contract a, is. Um, I think the contract um, is done correctly. It's a dumb right? thing. It's a, it's a, yeah, so it, it this is he's a bridge he's a bridge quarterback and you keep signing him to one year deals and like uh, we'll pay you a lot of money if you come out here and perform like you did in Carolina. But if you just come here and kind of just game manage and or or you don't do well at all and we got to put, you know, the rookie in, then you don't get paid. I feel like that's a patriot thing too. We got to we got to make sure I'm not locking up you know what? money. They that's are treating him like Every Patriot player other than Tom Brady. We're just not used to seeing that at the quarterback position. But now that Tom Brady's gone, it's at the quarterback position now. That's why we're not going to draft a Tom Brady. We're going to draft based on the team. Like we 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 can do this with a whole bunch of grocery baggers. You know what I mean? Like y'all think we can't. Like that's that's the thing that Bill Belichick. But but Tom Brady became Tom Brady. He earned that. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. through but all that he did. Too. That's in the system, too, though. Would Tom Brady have been Tom Brady anywhere Somewhere. else? Well, um, well, he just won says that he would. And the, the first year. And the first no, it doesn't, Trey. No, it doesn't, Trey. And the, they got, what if they he got just went somewhere else and then they, they won the, the Super Bowl? Upgraded. They got the upgraded Tom Brady, Trey. But what about the first Super Bowl? Wasn't he a rookie then? Wait, least, you saying these players actually get XP like they do in Madden? Yes. He was in year two when he somebody, bought, somebody right? bought him a platinum pack. Somebody bought him a pack. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Wait, 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 wait. Yo, <laughs> yo, check no, it. No, no, check no. it. Check it. Tom Brady, Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl in year two when Bledsoe was injured. Yeah. That offense was so not Mac Jones has to win the Super Bowl next year. No, no listen. They did not cater that offense up, to yo. Tom Brady. When no. he won that Super Bowl, uh-uh. no, 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 they so never that, catered the offense to Tom Brady. He made he made do with the pieces he had. That's Belichick. That's what I'm saying. That's New England. No, no, no. Like- Belichick once 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 Drew Bledsoe was out of the picture and Tom Brady was the quarterback, they developed a system that worked for him. Of course, because so they saying, found they found out he was good. Right, but what I'm saying is <laughs> uh, to to Jay's argument is that. 
they that whole that, the fact that he won the Super Bowl that first year that he started after Drew Bledsoe got injured, that was not a Tom Brady offense. But right. he started exactly. winning Super Bowl. He started winning more Super Bowls after but, Bill Belichick developed an offense system. But John, system around him. John, at what point do you believe Bill Belichick and his staff realized that they had a gem? Probably during that first. Stint when he came in, maybe he wasn't perfect. Sure, Who, Tom Brady. Yeah, but I'm sure no, they, they realized realize, they didn't. They didn't realize that till after the Super Bowl. They didn't realize until after the Super Bowl, and they said we need uh, the offense. These are these are no. NFL coaches who evaluate talent no. all the time. I think they started once he started playing. I think they started seeing like this dude has the potential to be somebody. But wait, we have to take uh, into but consideration that wasn't playing. that that and wasn't that what that did not what well, was not confirmed until they got to the Super Bowl and won. It, what if he lost that Super Bowl? No, no. But from what? a fan even, perspective, even I agree better. with you. But wait, I think wait. those coaches even better. It wouldn't have been proven. If Drew Bledsoe got hurt, that's exactly hurt. Exactly. Right. exactly, didn't get hurt. Right. Drew Bledsoe getting, getting right. hurt was the caveat to be Drew Bledsoe. Right. I I personally feel like Drew Bledsoe would have gotten benched later on eventually. No, 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 no. Uh, Drew I don't Bledsoe think so. Was kind of going was down still, anyway. Drew, no, 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 nope, no, no. Drew I don't Bledsoe think so. Was still Drew Bledsoe, bro. Like, yeah. nah. Yeah. He was getting was, older, yes. man. He was doesn't still matter. Drew Bledsoe. Doesn't matter. He was still Drew Bledsoe. He got injured, and that's why we got Tom Brady. He wasn't Montana and KCO. And you yeah. have to also consider uh-huh. the fact that Tom Brady was a sixth Montana or seventh round pick. He wasn't. Sixth pick. He, he was wasn't. Exactly. He was a sixth. He was a sixth round pick. So they weren't expecting. No. That's that's what I'm saying. That's right. my the argument. Expectations exactly. are not. But that's what, that's my after argument. He starts playing at the NFL level. You give him a couple games, right? Yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Again, I, I think they're starting again, to wait, see wait, something again. then. Again. You still have him sitting behind Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, exactly. A six-round pick behind Drew no, Bledsoe. No, I'm talking about after playing. So this is after Bledsoe's hurt. Yeah, So, but he still he still has a year behind Drew Bledsoe. So you have a year to sit him with an established quarterback who is a franchise quarterback. This Drew is the Bledsoe Montana Steve Young. This is Montana exactly. Steve Young. Exactly. That's what this is. This is Montana right. Steve Except Young. in this scenario, Steve Young would have been way better than Montana at the end. But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. <laughs> that no, Steve Young that. Montana it didn't end the I, same. Montana still is like uh, higher than. Well, yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess my whole argument is that six rings to do that. It's. It, it was. It was. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand how it happened. All I can say is I feel like as if I were a head coach, and I've never been a head coach. But if I were a head coach and I can see the potential in Tom Brady winning games and going to the playoffs and winning games, you have to understand that when we had RG3, even though we won the division and we lost that wild card game, we, and we needed lost RG3 to, in that game too. But we needed to see more of RG3. We weren't we were as fans, we were convinced that this was our savior. But coaches were not convinced. Mike well, Shanahan yeah, because was, there was not other convinced. Stuff going on. There was they were t- also they were also the scheming that 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 um that uh uh um what's the run uh pass offense the the, the um, RPO oh the West Coast yeah, offense the pass, the West Coast. Uh, yeah the run the run pass option thing they were scheming that specifically so he could play like a college quarterback, and I think they knew that that wasn't going to last long term. Well, that's because he wanted he chose to to want to change. 
he made the decision to say, I want to throw more because I'm getting hurt, hurt running because he, he got, got hurt. hurt. But all my, my argument is my argument is that it takes more than just one year to figure out whether or not this guy is the king. I don't disagree with that. Sure. And but, that's why that, that that's that's my whole argument about Tom Brady is that I feel like with Bill Belichick, just because you get to the Super Bowl doesn't mean mm-hmm. that Tom Brady's the answer. But the fact that he won the Super Bowl, it's like okay, we need to continue. This needs to be more consistent. Now we need to develop a system around Tom Brady. So that that was right. my whole argument yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to what Jay before was he's saying. before he's worth making that investment. I agree with you. My, the designation I want to make is between knowing wait, he's the wait, guy wait, and seeing an inkling, inkling here's a, here's you know, another, or getting another, a, an idea. Here's another nugget about the first Super Bowl that Tom Brady won. He was also the MVP. He was also the MVP. And exactly. And that's why Bill Belichick said, this is the guy, yeah. not Drew Bledsoe. This guy, how, how old was he? 24, 23, Probably, 24? He, he was two years in the league at that point. So, yeah. How yeah, this this kid is young. Drew Bledsoe was almost in his forties. This guy just won us a Super Bowl. He's Super Bowl MVP. It was after that that Bill Belichick was like, "We need to develop a system around him," and that's why a lot of head coaches they want to see what happens a year, a, a year, or at least at mm-hmm. least a year into their career to say this is the guy that we need to put a, a develop an offense around. I'm going to give you guys another set of numbers because you know I like numbers. So the quarterback that he went up against in that first Super Bowl was Kurt Warner. Wow. Kurt Warner threw 28 of 44, 365 yards, one touchdown, two picks, rating 78.3. Tom Brady, the MVP of that Super Bowl, threw 16 of 27, 145 yards, and one touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) How many victories did he have? Well, he had to win to count it. (laughs) <laughs> now the one it, that QBR was uh, 86.2. That means they ran the ball. Exactly. They played sure. defense, too. It was a they Bill played Belichick played defense, team. and they ran yeah. the ball. Yeah. He also had Belichick one run for three yards. a defensive yards. head coach. <laughs> that's, that's Belichick. So. All right. Well, that was that was nice. But, uh, uh, but I mean, if you go back through Tom Brady's wins and stuff, all of them haven't been pretty. I mean, Tom Brady... Tom he Brady was clutch. That, that, that he would protect the ball Seattle. at the right time. The he would like Seattle was it, dirty. Yeah, yeah Tom, Tom Brady was a champion even more than he was just a passer. You know, I mean, he yeah. knew how to win. Yeah, knowing how to win is why he won MVP. Like, yeah. it wasn't about numbers; it was about leadership. That's it. True. And people can recognize true leadership, even if the guy's twenty-four years old. If he can rally his team and win a game. And He's apparently ready. they can notice it anywhere on the East Coast, northern or southern. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we might have ran out of time for the next subject. Uh, we had to go to break, I think, because that was that was about twenty minutes, right? Damn. Oh, we, Jay Hill's yeah. on a timer. Is yeah, it? Jay Hill is on a timer. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll talk about uh, it next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, it won't matter next week. <laughs> oh shit. Right. No. Uh, it, yes, it will. Yes, it will. We can still talk about it next week. Okay, uh, let's take a break. Uh, this is Sports and Things. We'll be back. Yo, this is Dennis from Sports and Things, and I have some exciting news to share with you guys. We recently partnered with Fubo TV. Now, you might ask, well, what is Fubo TV? Fubo TV brings you 100 plus channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and more without the hassle of a cable contract. And I know everybody wants to get out of those cable contracts for sure. Don't believe me? 
click the link in our bio and start your free seven day trial now. And now back to sports and things. And welcome back to sports and things, everybody. We're going to get into our next subject. Before we do that, though, I want to say I said I'm sorry I was late. That's not me. Um, I was late. I don't know. We want to give our condolences to um, some heavy losses that we had in the music community um, this week. Don Everly of the Everly Brothers um, passed away at 84 years old. And Charlie Watts, the drummer of the Rolling Stones. So condolences yeah. to their families um, and their fans uh, on a loss and lost the music as well, um, which leads into our next subject. Uh, we're going to do most influential artists of our lives. And we have to explain that uh, in a little detail. Um, I'm going to let Jay Hill go first since he's most tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to break it down. Um, for me, it's uh, Donnie Hathaway. Um, Makes sense. Part of it was when I first uh, like developed my voice and, and understood my talent. Hit a lot of his music and a lot of his songs fit uh my vocal range um i mean stevie one is a close close second but his his range is um it's a lot different for most people so donnie hathaway was was so it felt so natural and then when i listened to a lot more of his work just the um the content itself was like oh this is nice like it wasn't uh, babyface love songs and it wasn't like too preachy um, but all of the, the musicality of it just like felt good and, and was and there then, a song in particular of his? Um, well the 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 go-to for most people that, that are familiar with him is a song for you mm-hmm. um, that was probably one of the when I first started, one of the hardest songs to learn because some of the structure is not very normal because it's not really a radio song where it has the same verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever, you know, set up. So it was just like, this is really weird because I wasn't really um, understanding the the logic of the music. But when I learned it, I felt like I felt like I had like memorize the Pledge of Allegiance backwards. And I was like, oh, this wow. shit is amazing. Okay. This, this song is amazing. So it, that right there alone was like, yo, if, if he can pull that off, then everything else. And then as I got older and got into his catalog, it was then understood because I, I didn't really even understand the history of him. So it was one of those, oh, he's gone and, and his mystery and all this stuff like behind his, his death. So... It, it, and then the fact that he was associated with DC for the longest, I thought he was a DC guy. Right. Then, of course, certain people that are very, very like um, knowledgeable about music, like, no, nah, I don't claim him. That's ours. Like, oh, he's not DC. Oh. No, nah, he's actually Chicago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it was like, oh, my bad. Like, no, nah, I don't do that. That's our guy. Oh, okay. And like, it's the same thing you get with Marvin Gaye. It's like, nah, he, he he's not he's not Detroit dude. He, he's DC. Right. Like, oh, okay. But everyone knows him from Motown, which is Detroit. So yeah. it's like, yeah, he's Detroit dude. No, nah, don't do that. No, don't don't steal our guy. If you so had was, to recommend like one album by Donny Hathaway, what would it be? Oh man. Um. That's tough. 
damn it. Um, I would say actually the live album. I was about to say that. The live yes. album. The that's live the album. Album. that's mm-hmm. one because and yep. that's the thing, that's the thing that's so crazy too. Like he actually like you you very rarely get to see people recreate their art live like that they did in the studio but that's how recording was done back in the day in general you know what i mean like you usually took the whole band in the room and recorded the album but you know it was a little different so live he he just like killed <laughs> like ain't no ain't no ain't no way ain't no other word for it. he killed with lt like k-i-l-t he killed Kilt. So, Donny Hathaway is mine. That's, that's shout out to Donny Hathaway. Shout out to Layla Hathaway too. And Layla, For real. Uh-huh. I remember. I remember introducing my mom to her because my mom uh, knew Donny. Like she's seen Donny shows before. You know, just being in DC. And like when I introduced her to Layla, she was confused because she thought it was Donny. She's got that range. <laughs> she was like, "Wait, her range is insane, man." That's not. That's not Donny Hathaway. No, that's his daughter. Right. Like what? She was like, "Oh, that's his daughter." That's funny. yeah. By the way, Layla, Layla looking good these days too. First time I heard Layla was on uh, Joe Sample's album. Mm. Oh, word! Mm-hmm. First time I heard her was on Michelle and David Cello's album. I was late. I don't even remember the first time I heard. Her. To be honest, I don't. Oh, shout out! Shout out to Donnie and his yeah. daughter. Yeah, Layla. the Joe Sample might have been the one. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trey, you can go. Um, my most influential artist would be, um, Hubert Laws. Um, Hubert Laws, um, when I was growing up, um, listening to Hubert Laws, it was like, there's this guy that, you know, plays cool music on the flute. Not all that classical stuff we got to play at school. You know, not all those Christmas carols and classical music, but this dude actually this dude actually played some cool music that I could get with, you know, that I could that I could feel and enjoy and like, you know, um, you know, and, and, and so Can he play uh, fuck the police though? Um, I'm sure he can. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure he can. Sure. <laughs> sure. With his eyes Absolutely sure. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and I mean, he's, you know, he's great. Uh, he was, uh, uh, he, 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 he has been one of um, Quincy Jones' favorite musicians to work with. Quincy Jones speaks highly of him. Quincy Jones is. Who? Quincy Jones. <laughs> You just don't roll the same. It don't roll the same. <laughs> no, it don't. I was just like, whoa. You got some damn syllables. You got some Q Jones. Q, Q Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Q Jones works. Yeah, so, so yeah, um, definitely. Um, uh, Do you have an album, that your go-to album um, that you've lost? Yeah, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, that Romeo and Juliet album. Oh, I'm not familiar with is that one. like, oh, shoot. I didn't listen to that thing so many times, man. Um. Yeah, it's 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 is really good. Um, he does the like a jazz version of the Romeo and Juliet theme. Um, oh wow, it's pretty cool. Uh, there's a song on there. My favorite song all time by him was uh, is uh, trying to get the feeling again, and uh, you know, trying to transcribe parts of that. It's uh, it's literally um. Oh, come on, man! <laughs> trying to train. There's literally things that 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 he's doing uh, with his fingers that are painful, like trying to use your pinky to to play oh, certain wow. notes and stuff. It, it's like 
this is <laughs> this is hard to do. Uh, so, um, nice. Yeah, it's pretty. Let great. me ask you. Let me ask you a real quick question. What is your opinion on the the playing of Bobby Humphreys? How do I? Um, Bobby Bobby Humphrey. Um, you know. Sounds painful to say. <laughs> Answer I mean, to this without it. Listen, look, no, she, go ahead, go ahead. She broke barriers. I mean, she is a black woman getting out there and getting in front of people. And um, she has some really soulful music, like some some stuff that people need to hear. But I, I don't think she's any different than a lot of the smooth jazz stuff of today where it's kind of she was more of a pop artist. I've, um, heard, I've than, heard rumors. I've heard rumors that a lot of distinguished jazz musicians peg her as a very terrible flautist well when you said bobby i thought bobby christina bobby i I, um (laughs) i i don't want to put her down um but but i I, but i look at her as more of like a pop artist not but have you but you know you've heard that narrative before though Yes, but the, here's the thing, and I don't want to get too far into this, but you all know this subject. Jazz musicians have a tendency to put down everything that's not um, true. That's yeah, not. It's not happening. It's not part of what jazz is supposed hit, to be. Yeah. There's and there's other stuff, right? Everybody who plays ain't got to play all that complicated stuff that is is you know jazz or fusion or whatever genre you're in. There's space for r&b folks there's space for pop folks there's space for different things and there was a space for her she was you know uh, a lady um a black woman and Mm -hmm. playing soulful music and people people regular people felt her stuff and a lot of times when i play people bring up bobby humphrey oh you remind me of that bobby humphrey thing i used and inside i do cringe bobby humphrey Um, uh, inside i do cringe because i don't Personally, to be, aspire right, to play like that, right? But they're not. They're looking at you as a black person playing a flute, that's and right. they are feeling soul music. My, I try to. That's kind of the avenue Actually, I try to Trey be in. So, flout. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. they just they just associate her with funk and you know whatever. But yeah. Uh, Nah, right. she wouldn't be in my top. I don't know. <laughs> Your top what two? Nah, I don't John, know. The list could go on for a while. John, you go. But, uh, um, so my influential artist of my career is actually uh, Sting, and mm-hmm. it goes all the way back to my childhood. But he's a bass the, player in the early eighties. Oh. Um, Damn. In the early '80s, what that mean? Listening to the Police. <laughs> Nobody uh, listens to the bass player. And I was a huge fan of the Police <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge fan of the Police back in the day. And then um, when Sting went solo, I didn't know what to expect. But uh, "Dream of the Blue Turtles" was an album that I just thought was absolutely genius. And I don't know if it stemmed from the fact that he chose to pick black jazz musicians from Weather Report and from um, Return to Forever and things like that um, and Wynton Marsalis' band um, he he has been quoted as saying that he believes 
well, he says that the reason he picked those musicians is because he wanted to learn from them. And I he said Branford told him to do it. And he trusted Branford. Well, he went to Branford first, but his whole purpose was he wanted to have the best band um, in the 80s. He wanted to have the best band, and he thought that the best band stemmed from black musicians. So he went to Branford, and Branford was like, well, I got some boys. He was like, well, get your boys together. And he got Daryl Jones, and he got Kenny Kirkland, and Omar Hakeem, and it was a rap from... From, from that point on. And then it just escalated from there. He got Manu Kache. But then he started to branch out and he got Dominic Miller, who um, I think is a, 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 I think he's a South American guitarist and started to really delve into more rock music. Um, and the album that I, is that is my claim to fame is Ten Summoner's Tales. Oh, which, yeah. Which, uh, which, which features Vinnie Colaiuta on drums, who was my favorite drummer for over 10 years and uh 10 summoners tales That's came out album. in that uh, is a bad album it right? came out the year i think it came out in 93 which in my opinion was the best year for music because midnight marauders came out the wu-tang album came out black moon came out a lot of That's great hip-hop records came out That's but true. then 10 summoners tales came out and it was just like it was like the icing on the cake every song on 10 summoners tales is absolutely a 10 Oh boy, that an is absolute a ten. Bad, bad album. And the tour that they did, which spanned all over the world, could be viewed if you were to tune on to PBS at like one or two in the morning. They randomly showed a performance in Italy during the Ten Summoners Tales tour. And then a really good friend of mine named Christy Close, uh, she called me while I was in, I was getting my undergrad at George Mason, and she said, "Hey, Sting's playing at." your at your university to want to go i have a free ticket i was like fuck yes <laughs> and that fucking changed like, Yo, what that changed like, my fuck life no so <laughs> <laughs> it fucking so, changed my life I gotta so how many pop albums have a song in seven you know exactly on them and there's not too know. many and you and and sting's whole purpose behind that song was he had a common uh quarter note so that he he talks about when he made seven days, which was uh, actually seven days is in five. He has another song in seven. But when he made seven days, he made a drum track on a drum machine, and he had a triangle that played on all the quarter notes, because his uh, his his logic was people want to dance to your music. How are they going to dance in five? You got to have some sort of common quarter note, and that's how Vinny. If you listen to Seven Days in the chorus, he plays that quarter note on the ride cymbal, and that's how people can actually dance in five. And it's, it's just Saint, it's just genius, man. Is that Saint Augustine <laughs> song in Odd Meter too? I Saint Augustine, I think, is in seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Saint Augustine in that seven. One, that one's seven pretty days. crazy. I like that one too. Oh yeah, he has. He's got like. I think two or three songs that are in odd time meter. But anyway, um, Sting is about to go on tour. Uh, I think, and okay. yeah, in a few weeks. That's the thing that Vinny toured with him for twenty years, and after twenty years, he's like, I got to stop because Sting does like two hundred and fifty dates yeah. per tour a, a year. A yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's two hundred fifty dates a day. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, okay, pack this shit up. We got to go up the street. Pack this shit up. Man. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's my most influential artist of my career, Sting. I got a, I got a 
a story that's a really cool story before I tell you my artist of the week. So I'm in a studio here in D.C. working on uh, Frederick Yane's album. This was 2014. We're um, downtown working at, at, at a studio and they play one of the songs that I wrote for Fred um, in the playback. And I'm in the control room. I'm in. I'm actually in the the live room. And some people walk into the control room. I can't see them because you know you guys have been there. It's the double glass. You can't really mm-hmm. see. It's dark. And I hear in my in ears. I hear, holy shit, that's a dope ass song. Fucking Omar Hakim is in the studio. Wow. <laughs> Somebody invited him up to the studio because he was in town, and he was like, "Who wrote that song?" And he's like. Bass player wrote it. He was like, "Holy shit, that's a dope song." Damn, he actually called the song Teddy P because it, it sounded like a nice. Teddy P song. Nice. Um, yeah, and Omar, he's still he's he's still married to Rachel Z, right? I don't know the keyboardist. Dope just, fucking keyboardist. I, Rachel I just Z. remembered I got to perform with Sting at the Kennedy Center. How you, mean um, you just remembered, nigga? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, 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 yeah. my catalog ain't eleven. Expensive. Eleven summoner stands. You know, I remember my, singing SOS. <laughs> what? what? Um, yeah, it was for it was for his Kennedy Center honors. He said uh, eleven summoner stands. Eleven summoner stands. That's why we forgot it was, one. It was for his uh-huh. Kennedy Center honors when he was inducted. Damn. Yeah, I was part. I was part of the choir. Singing yep, a message in a bottle. The, that's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yo, uh, our boy Ben Williams just did a virtual performance with Sting. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. All right. Go ahead, Dennis. All right. My artist, uh, my most influential artist would be um, Miles Davis. And I started playing on trumpet. Like, my first instrument was actually drums, and then I moved to trumpet. Um, And the first tape I ever got was from my algebra teacher. He gave me a tape. uh, This is, I'm dating. It's a cassette tape. One side had. What uh, is that? (laughs) <laughs> it's a tape kind of like an a track it, it's yeah. not an oh, a, yeah, a track oh, right. yeah, okay, okay. so one side had but it only uh, has two tracks two really long ones <laughs> yeah right Damn. uh one side had his uh this trumpet player named kermit that was like a new orleans i can't remember his last name but the other side the frog wow <laughs> you know it's not easy being green interesting interesting enough i did a gig that kermit, kermit the, the frog? frog was on yeah oh he was dissing what does uh, he play Piggy. He plays the banjo. What are you talking about? It's yeah. not easy being Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're a celebrity, Dennis. A celebrity. <laughs> wait, hold up. I'll tell you. So when it's Kermit came on, when, no, wait, when Kermit came on to this Zoom thing we were doing, this Zoom birthday party we were doing, he dismissed Piggy for yeah, 25 minutes. I remember that. He sent me a screenshot of that. This the shit out of Miss Piggy for like 25. He's like, oh, you like that's how you like your bacon? Mm. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it was so crazy. Because you know he dated a new pig now. So that's a whole this anyway. All right. So um so dating once, a new pig. <laughs> That's okay, that's the, that's the title. That's the title. Kermit the Frog is dating a new pig. He's dating a new pig. All right, let me write that down real quick. Hold on, Kermit. Want a new pig. <laughs> that's a new Huey Lewis. That's a new Huey Lewis joke. Want a new pig. Yo, sh- I'm trying to write. Yo, stop. <laughs> All right. All right, so... <laughs> So once I had an artist named Kermit, I can't remember the name of the dude, not Kermit the Frog, but it was a trumpet player named Kermit from New Orleans. And the other you said side Kermit the Frog. <laughs> like, you got to stress that. D. Like it's Megan the Stallion. Oh, there you go. And the other, side had, the other side of the cassette had Kind of Blue. And that was the first time I ever heard the record. 
I was it's like, it's not 14. easy being green, blue and green, kind of blue. Yeah, shut up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was it was groundbreaking. And then I got exposed to the whole catalog. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> shut up, yo. <laughs> I got exposed to the whole catalog, and then the, I think the thing for for me wasn't mostly about his playing; it was about his influence. How he was able to change and like just he just put the right people in the room and effectively changed the, the genre. You know, mm-hmm. every time he did something, he came back out. It was a different sound, and he wasn't afraid to adapt to the popular tunes that were going on at the time. Um, so I would say "Kind of Blue" was probably like the record that kind of kind of broke me for Miles. And the record that was probably most influential to me for Miles was Live Around the World because that was the last Ooh. record that he did. And they took recordings from um, that tour, that Live Around the World tour, and pieced together what I thought was like probably one of the dopest live records. That ever. human nature, man. Yeah, well, that, human nature. Well, Kenny Garrett. Kenny uh, Garrett. Kenny Garrett Ooh. would have you. I mean, that arrangement. I sit there and like, listen to that and be yeah. giggling the whole time I'm listening to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like for me, it was like when we when we did the um um the live album that we did with Odyssey and Good Company, that whole premise of how they did that live around the world is what I took from that record. We took pieces from every show we did and put together the record, took the best takes from each city that we were in, and that's how that record came about. And I, I got that from that that concept from that. Like just record every show, record everything, and just like, uh-huh. you know. That whole like this his influence alone, not even like on musicians, just on art itself. Like he was he was most influential and had a real big imprint on me. Just the way he he stylized things and the way he like he verbalized things was a really big thing for me. Um so Miles would be like, you know, the most influential artist for me. I think a good record for everybody to check out. Uh, to piggyback on what you said on how influential he was is the Miles Davis Quintet Freedom Jazz Dance Bootleg Series mm-hmm. where you can actually hear him creating the Freedom Jazz Dance uh, record that, that's very, very uh, popular with Tony Williams playing that triplet thing. And you can actually hear how they created it. Yeah. And just like the whole conversation with Ron Carter and Herbie, you can hear Herbie and Tony kind of joking and laughing like we are. And stuff. It's an incredible, incredible album. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. So go check that out. You know, it's crazy uh, too. Bootleg series. Yeah, Freedom you, Jazz Dance Bootleg Series, Volume you know, Five. And I'll say this too, and yeah. then we can move on to the um, in the chat. The others of the week, because yes, what we what we fail to realize, I guess musicians too, like a lot of the jazz musicians that I, I come in contact with, is like they they get really stuck on these standards and like playing standards and learning standards. But they wrote these cats wrote these standards when they were in their twenties. Yes, like they were—they were, they were young guys writing and, these standards, and a lot of the standards they didn't even write. They were like show tunes and things. Exactly, they were, so they like, were pop songs from the time. Uh, yeah, exactly. So like don't that everybody all, played. That's why they became standards. Yeah, so don't get all hopped up on like you know, like you can create your own your own lane, man. You know, like learning stuff for sure because it's, it's stuff in it that you need to know. But don't don't uh, don't get all hopped up in like. Well, that's know, that whole jazz thing we're talking about. It's got to be a certain way, and you can't think. Other than Show that. me your bank statement, nigga. How about that? Yeah. Move on. <laughs> Let's do. Uh, do we need to do artist of the week? Since we just did that, technically. That nope. is that's artist of the life. Let's do, life. Let's do uh, <laughs> documentaries, movies, uh, books, and others of the week. Uh, uh, this Jay, you go. Uh, I've actually started it. I haven't finished it. I like I. Uh, I got interrupted halfway through it, but Untold is doing some really like 
dope things. Like don't you steal my shit? Did, don't you well, steal my shit? You too late. You let you let me go first. So Chrissy Tolliver. Um yeah, the, the female boxer that Christy uh I mean, yeah, I'm right. Christian Tolliver's a basketball player, right? Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. They got the Caitlyn Jenner joint too. Oh, I just saw that. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Okay, that's that was next. He was, he was, he was big up top, bro. He was a cut up dude. He's still big up top. So, too easy too easy Sorry. so yeah so uh yeah christy mark um oh man <laughs> all right yeah so don king was was a was a genius a saint and uh a thief all, all the above that's, and a murderer that, that, that's it yeah yeah and all the above yeah. only in america but two people yeah so but he went to jail. He served the time. Yo, you know what's crazy? I, I'm not even going to go because Jay just took mine. I'm just going to say you have to watch the documentary, especially when they introduce Layla Ali as the character they introduce her to, to Christy Martin's like the 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 Goliath to Christy Martin. It's crazy. Like you got to see the action. documentary. It's crazy because wow. I didn't know. I honestly didn't know that Layla was that sharp. Until I watched that yeah. footage from that fight. Yeah. <laughs> have, like, you seen, have you seen Layla, Layla Ali's uh, Instagram? No, not recently. She's, she's like made like a whole bunch of spices for food, and every single post is her putting spice in food. What? That's it. it. It's it's her hand putting spice in food. That's it. Man. They trying to get her to fight. Um, fight my girl. Uh, what's what's the young girl name? Uh, she only gonna fight him with spices. Clarissa Shields. Wow. <laughs> she gonna fight him with spices. spices. <laughs> They're trying to get her to fight Clarissa. She said, "I ain't fighting Clarissa. She's human. Like seven million dollars." <laughs> Jerk. You said cumin. Take this cumin. You jerk. Take this jerk. <laughs> you gonna take this time. You gonna take this time. <laughs> you remember the time? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, man. All right. Since yeah. Trey made that dumbass comment, go Trey. <laughs> <laughs> jerk. <laughs> jerk um, season. Jerk season. <laughs> remember the time. <laughs> um my uh tv show of the week is uh game of thrones some of Ooh. the greatest television mm-hmm. you will absolutely watch. period are you ready for the new one mm-hmm. no i'm not watching the new one yeah. oh wow okay <laughs> yes you are yes you are you're, gonna you're right yeah i am gonna watch you right. <laughs> when does it come out i think this year or next Ooh. year i think it's next year it's gonna be called do we have a title yet Remember the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo. Why with, the, why with the accent, though? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that accent was. Remember the time? <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. That's, that's it's because of the spelling. Don't do it. Spi- don't do the, it. It's the da- spice spelling. You got a time. 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 Time of the season. <laughs> oh, now it's Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Go ahead, man, before Jay logs off. (laughs) (laughs) My documentary is Memories of a Murder, the Nielsen Tapes. Um, It's about a serial killer named uh, Dennis Nielsen, and he actually narrates. Serial killer named Dennis. 
No, Nelson. Yeah. Say the whole name, nigga. Don't do. Sorry, serial killer Dennis. Dennis Nelson narrates his life um, and horrific crimes um, in like these yeah, chilling, weird. real chilling audio tapes. That's, yeah, that's really weird. Uh, it's it's very very weird. I'm not gonna even reveal anything. Y'all should just watch it. It's is it like weird. a documentary or like a docu series? No, it's a documentary. Oof. It's an actual documentary. Got to through the whole thing. Mm. Yes. What about that? Yeah. All right. Um. Well, those are our others of the week. And that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we'd like to give a shout out to our partnership with Unhinged Sports Network, uh, Belly Up Sports Network, Eaton Playlist. I think that's everybody. And Fubo. Everywhere you, Fubo TV, sure. Anyway, Fanatics. oh, fanatics.com. Fanatics. Uh, I would He's have to nuts. go to the... And now G-Shock. G-Shock. Hey, send us some watches, yo. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it was a bunch of them I named last week. If you listen last week, I'm going to have to write them down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully yeah. you listen. For all the shout outs, please go to last week's podcast. Yeah, please, please. Last week. Do if it and post edit. Any complaints, please go to at John Lane on Twitter. I'm here. Yeah. I just wrote, sure. I just don't check my Twitter. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, Thank you guys for tuning in. Also, be mindful. The numbers are going up. So, yeah. mask. Get I thought you vaccinated. were talking about our followers and listeners. Well, that's going up too. Oh, because okay. everybody's staying in and listening. Hopefully, hopefully that's what's happening. Hopefully, people ain't walking outside. There's gonna be another lockdown. I know it. It's it's coming because people gets cold. aren't being smart. Uh, yeah. Nah, make sure you wear your down. mask. Please get vaccinated and please, 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 please get the facts. Please. It doesn't make sense for you to get your facts from TikTok and Twitter. Please. Check the sources that you get your and facts from. Facebook. And, oops, oh no no Facebook especially Facebook no, no. Mm. like Facebook is worse than Wikipedia don't do it because yeah. people can go in and edit whatever they the want the Pfizer vaccine is FDA approved it is so you have no excuse please go get it um, if you want life to go back to a sense of normalcy you have to get vaccinated that's the that's just the only way um, on behalf of the brothers on the podcast this has been real we will catch you guys next week peace free my nigga Miss yeah <laughs> Good night, Jay Hill. <laughs> oh, I needed that. <laughs> I said, free my nigga, Miss Piggy. Miss <laughs> Piggy. Into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gizmos, podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who ball the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping over podcasts and stereo. Every O, you want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest and Nomad, uh, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill, talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. DC, baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. 
Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.